It's Saturday the 13th of May, I'm Kira Revens, and this was a week that saw rows over grocery prices, Russian warships lurking off the coast, Donald Trump losing in New York, Sharon Horgan picking up prizes. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. It's news, but not the news. Opposition parties have been calling for price caps on certain commodities as they accuse supermarkets and retailers of engaging in what they're calling greedflation. Neil Richmond, the Minister for State with Responsibility for Retail, says the government is keeping a close eye on retail prices. I'm concerned that they haven't done enough. In the last week we saw that there, many retailers were able to, at the stroke of a pen, bring down prices in relation to butter and milk. But where we see certain staple goods are still extremely expensive, people are noticing it in their supermarket trolleys every week, that's not acceptable. We need to see more effort, not just from the retailers, but also from the producers and from uh, the distribution companies to work to bring those costs down. Mr Richmond hosted a meeting with the Retail Forum on Wednesday over concerns about high food prices. Opposition parties in the Dáil were pushing the coalition government to take action as figures show the average price of groceries have risen by 16% this year. Leader of the Social Democrats, Holly Currents, pointed out that the Irish Aldi stores were 71% more profitable than UK stores in 2020. She wanted to know why. Are the other retailers hiding similarly enormous profit margins? At the time, Aldi's managing director said Ireland was more lucrative because there was less competition in the market. Or perhaps there are just less consumer protections because we have a toothless regulator and an apathetic government. Following on from the 90-minute retail forum meeting, spokesperson from Retail Ireland, Arnold Dillon, didn't make any specific commitments to lowering grocery prices across the board anytime soon. Retailers are committed to ensuring that where commodity prices fall through the supply chain, that the consumer will benefit from that and that value for the consumer is an absolute priority for the sector. Thursday saw new data which suggests that inflation dropped again in April according to new data from the Central Statistics Office. However, they say it's still running at 7.2%. And while that's at the lowest level in a year, it's been driven in part by energy prices and mortgage interest rates. Lecturer in economics at UCC, Seamus Coffey, told RTE's News at One that there's a real conflict between the cost of living and income levels across the country. We are seeing some wage increases across the economy, but in the main they are not keeping pace with inflation for almost all households in the economy, we've seen what we call real reductions in income because prices are rising faster than incomes. On Thursday, Leo Varadkar sat down with Virgin Media's Tonight Show and he says more of the price rises look suspicious. I think there is evidence of profiteering. The reason why prices have gone up is manifold. It's, it's the war in Ukraine, it's the snapback in demand after the pandemic, um, interest rates going up, there's lots of different reasons but there are some companies that are uh, recording bumper profits. And he says the government is acting to push prices down between windfall taxes and pressure on retailers. So when it comes to energy companies, we're hitting them with windfall taxes and special dividends. We'll use that money to give back to people to help with their electricity bills, small business as well. Uh, And when it comes to the grocery sector, um, we're engaging with them on that now, but we expect to see prices come down. This week started with a report that four more Russian ships, including the warship Admiral Grigorovich, have been observed in Irish waters. They've been monitored by the Air Corps, but it's still not known what they're up to. Defence and security analyst Declan Power says it's a serious concern. 
it comes back to the point that this is highly suspicious activity. It requires further depth of monitoring and analysis, and it requires us to question our resources and how we respond and in how we maintain the integrity of our territory. Senator Michal Martin had a different view. He said there's no need to worry about Russian warships off the Irish coast. According to the Minister for Defence, these ships can enter into the Irish exclusive economic zone and have done so for years. I don't see it as a threat, but it's something that we're very conscious of and we keep a very close eye on. But Senator Tom Clonan disagrees. On Tuesday, he said that Ireland needs to be concerned about Russian ships in Irish waters. We've got, you know, so many subsea fibre optic cables carrying over one third of the world's internet traffic to the United States. The, the Russians sabotaged similar cables in the Baltic and in the Black Sea when they invaded uh, Ukraine in 2014 and after that. So we have to be very mindful. You know, we're a digital economy. We have to protect our cyber security. He also revealed that Ireland has an arrangement in place with the UK's Ministry of Defence to provide air support for Ireland. Ireland's defence budget and neutral status means that we don't have sufficiently modern radar systems or aeroplanes to provide any form of consistent patrols over Irish airspace. So as Senator Clonan explains, an arrangement was put into place to provide sufficient security. This dates back to the Cold War and essentially when Russian aircraft enter Irish controlled airspace we have no means with our air corps to intercept or shadow these aircraft. So the Royal Air Force, the UK Ministry of Defence have taken on that role and do that for the Irish people. The revelations about RAF support for Ireland's air defence turned into a row as Micheál Martin rejected the suggestion that Ireland is dependent in any way on the UK. No, sorry, we're not relying on the RAF as per reports this week. We're not. Um, and uh, I just think we need to... I think, no, I think we need to have a sense of perspective and not to be jumping on every comment that is made or every sort of story that is trailed. Russia cranked up the pressure on Ukraine again this week with a huge wave of drone and missile attacks which came in advance of Russia's Victory Day celebrations. But the attacks didn't appear to have any impact on Ukraine. In fact, former Ukrainian Prime Minister Arseniy Yatsenyuk says his country is coping well with the onslaught. During the night, Russians launched 35 Iran-made drones and Ukrainian air defense system managed to shoot down every single Iranian-made drone. Tuesday saw President Vladimir Putin in Moscow's Red Square for the annual Victory Day military parade in Russia. It commemorates the win over the Nazis in 1945, but was more of a scaled-back version this year with no air display or immortal regiment march where people walk with portraits of their veteran relatives. There was also a noticeable shortage of tanks and military equipment. May the 9th was also Europe Day and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen paid a visit to Kyiv to underline the ease support for Ukraine, even as Putin used his speech during the ceremony to accuse the West of waging a war against his country. The Western elites and globalists are insisting on their exceptional character and they're provoking conflicts and they are encouraging Russophobia and nationalism. Meanwhile, during her trip to the UK for the King's coronation, First Lady of Ukraine Olena Zelenska visited a British army training camp where troops are turning Ukrainian civilians into soldiers. She spoke to Good Morning Britain. We are really very proud of these people. Some people were builders, some people were medics and now they want to protect the country. Meanwhile, NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg claims Russia underestimated the Ukrainian army and its NATO allies when invading the country. We have to remember that this was a war that President Putin uh, planned to win within days. And now 
they have uh, uh, been in Ukraine for uh, 15 months and they have suffered heavy casualties. And, uh, and this just um, demonstrates the big strategic mistake it was by President Putin. There appeared to be a Ukrainian breakthrough around the battleground city of Bakhmut this week, but it's still not clear if that's part of the much-anticipated spring offensive. In fact, on Tuesday, Vladimir Zelensky said his country needs more time to launch the much-anticipated counter-offensive against Russia. Ukraine's president expressed his confidence in his armed forces and said they could go ahead with the push now, but they're still waiting for armed vehicles. Mentally, we're ready in terms of equipment. Not everything has arrived yet. We can advance with what we've got and I think we can be successful. But we will lose a lot of people. I think that is unacceptable. We need to wait. We need a bit more time. A 78-year-old woman who is three weeks away from being made homeless has gone viral after an appearance on RTEs today with Claire Byrne. Micheline Watch says she and her husband, who has had a stroke and needs constant care, have nowhere to go when their current landlord puts the property up for sale. She says she has nowhere to go when the family can't take them in, which leaves her with the prospect of emergency accommodation in a hostel. How, how am I going to manage... And how long is that for? Is that one night? Do I have to phone again the next day and say, OK, we need another night? It's unthinkable. Still to come on the Standard 7 Ireland edition, Donald Trump chokes up another loss and Sharon Horgan talks bad sisters right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back. A New York jury reached a verdict within three hours in the civil case against former President Donald Trump. Writer E. Jean Carroll had accused him of rape and defamation and the 79-year-old former Elle magazine communist was in front row in court on Tuesday when the jury found him liable for a charge of sexual abuse and also found him guilty of defamation, awarding Carroll almost $5 million. Former People magazine journalist Natasha Stoinoff, who has also accused Trump of sexual assault, said it's a significant finding. For many of us who came forward in 2016, it's been a long road um, and we've dealt with a lot of people not believing our stories. So to, to give the story under oath and have a jury believe it is um, a very heart, you know, heartwarming, um, vindicating feeling. The former US president who refused to testify in the case went on the social media platform Truth Social to give his view on the verdict. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. 
absolutely a shame. E. Jean Carroll didn't speak outside court on Tuesday, but she did a round of interviews on Wednesday morning, including a chat with CNN, and said that the victory meant a lot, not just to her. I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed with joy and happiness and delight for the women in this country. In a jarring media moment, CNN then hosted a town hall with Donald Trump on Wednesday evening as a leading candidate for the Republican presidential nomination. Trump got the chance to spread his election lies, appeared to defame Carol again and brushed off any attempts by moderator Caitlin Collins to fact-check him as he denied election interference in Georgia. And when we can't make a call to question election results, then this country ought to just... Forget about it. You weren't just questioning the election results. I was you were asking the them election. to find you votes. And I should note that there is no evidence of fraud. There is no rigged election in the state of Georgia. I want to get back to the audience, though, Mr. <laughs> President, because those are false claims you're making about what happened in Georgia. Be summer ready. That's the message from the Water Safety Authority this summer. 110 people drown in Irish waters every year and the public safety campaign launched on Wednesday wants to make sure people are prepared when they want to spend time near or on the water. Last year, the Coast Guard responded to over 2,700 incidents, including when people were swept out to sea on inflatable toys and stranded on beaches at high tides. Roger Sweeney from the Water Safety Authority says people need to be responsible this summer learn from the tragic incidents in the past and supervise the children swim at lifeguarded waterways and please whatever you do when you're boating wear a life jacket Sharon Hogan hit the red carpet this weekend at the IFTAs in Dublin, where she scooped up the lead actress in a drama award for her role in Bad Sisters. The Irish actress is also the creator of the Apple TV Plus series, which follows a group of sisters at the centre of a life insurance investigation, and it's expected that the show's second season will be released sometime this year. Of course, she was asked about what fans can expect in season two, and her answer was brutally honest. It's more of the sisters, and we don't have a prick anymore. We have other pricks though, so a lot of it is about the fallout of what happens when something as catastrophic as that occurs in your life. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.